Blog Talk Radio. All right, everybody. Let's get started. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Regime. 
Um, it's all about the coaching. It's about putting these guys in the right situation. When get guys get injured, players step in. Um, you know, it's you know this offense isn't doing a lot, but Daniel Jones, I, I as much as I kill him, and then I do see flashes. I have to give him credit. Three game-winning drives this season. Um, you know, obviously Saquon Barkley playing some phenomenal football. Um, the defense is, you know, they bend, but they don't break. They make plays. In the second half, they make adjustments, and they, they stymie the offenses. Five and one right now. Um, you know, listen, as soon as that game was over, I was texting. My friends were texting me. I'm like, give us our, our respect with more colorful language. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a game where it's just like a lot of our fans are like, I can't believe it. I can't believe we're winning right now. I can't believe we're in this situation right now. You know, Dable's the most fam- the most popular fat guy in New York since Biggie and Big Pun. It's just a great feeling right now. And shout out to the Jets too; they're playing some phenomenal football. I got to give them love too. But the Giants, man, um, it's just a lot of good. Just a lot of good. Cool. More on the Jets opponent in a second. And real quick, um, since we're since we're talking about your Giants, let's go ahead and uh, cover the wide spectrum. Are they playing in Week Seven? Are we off? What do you got in Week Seven for your, for your Giants? Um, I mean, hopefully, hopefully more of the same, man. I mean, we got the Jag- Jaguars. I mean, it's so funny uh, because Jaguars are a solid team, but they're two and four, and they're favored at home against the five and one Giants. I mean, we're just gonna come, keep coming for our respect. People are gonna have to put respect on our name. They're, they're gonna hate us, Lo- you know, love us until you hate us, and you know, a, a minus three favorite for the for the Jaguars is funny to me, but um, it is on the road, but hey, um, we're going to get that dub. We're going to get that dub. Okay, so that, that's a very winnable game, I would think, for the for the Giants this week with a chance to go to 6-1, and one. so uh, big ups there, so uh, let's see. So, controversy, I'm not really sure that you have a team. I know that you like to sort of, uh, you know, talk about one guy. We're going to see if we can avoid that for the most part today. But uh, since uh, since he mentioned uh, the Giants, I'm going to mention uh, my Saints in a minute. But before we do that, um, is there a team, a team's performance this past on this past weekend, or a specific game that you want to speak on or get uh, get your first comments out of the show? On? Yeah, I mean the one team that um, that was the surprise of the weekend was obviously the New York Jets. Um, so we're going to keep it right in the state of New York for this team. And and them and the Giants are kind of two peas in a pod in a way. I don't think anybody really expected either one of these teams to do particularly well. And nothing makes my heart um, a flutter better than um, seeing Aaron Rodgers in complete misery, which is happening with their loss to the Jets in Green Bay last weekend. Um. I don't know if I can call either of these teams for real yet, though. Uh, I think the Giants are closer to that because they did beat the Ravens, which is a very legitimate team. Um, everybody, like everybody else on that schedule, like the Titans, it's questionable whether they're for real. The Panthers are definitely not for real. The Bears are definitely not for real. The Packers don't really seem to be for real. Um, so like, and then they lost to the Cowboys at MetLife Stadium. So 
it's kind of a weird thing about the NFL landscape right now is that um, at least records wise, it's hard to like pinpoint which teams are good and which teams are not outside of the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. Those are the teams that I would consider good right now, and everybody else is a big cloud of question mark. But well, um, gotcha. Go ahead. But the same thing is true with um, with the New York Jets, who haven't really. Um, gone through and beaten anybody of note yet, but they are a lot better than anybody expected them to be. And it's all coming off of the um, off the back of that defense, which is playing gangbusters right now. So um, we'll see, especially for. Um, We'll see in week eight for the Jets when they play New England. Are they for real even? Who knows? But week nine against the Bills, definitely. Huh. And that's I, I guess that was, that's the whole part about the, the league right now is who is for real? Who knows? I don't know. So once again, uh, I got the villain and Mr. Controversy alongside 929-477-2759 is the number to call. If you want to get on the show with us, we are locked and loaded here for the next uh, 50 minutes or so. I'm going to speak on the Saints, and then I want to go to the other side of a couple of those games before we open it up uh, to other topics. Um, Mike, can I, can, I, can I double-click on the Jets real quick, Mike? Yeah, go ahead, because I was going to hit there right after that. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I don't – I think both New York teams have a really good shot to make the playoffs. I think the Giants and the NFC, obviously – because of their record and, you know, outside of the Eagles and Cowboys and the Vikings, I think the Giants can sneak in. Jets can make the playoffs. The AFC isn't as strong as we thought it was. I think, you know, the the Chargers got a good win last night, even though it was ugly. Um, The Browns still waiting for their quarterback. Steelers haven't really done it. The Ravens are behind. The Jets, their defense is really good, like Greenwood said. Their offense is going to start clicking eventually. They have too much talent at the receiver and the running back position. The Jets are a dangerous team, and, and their schedule isn't as easy as the Giants. But I, I really think, you know what, the Jets, give them credit. Mike Sala is like, he said, you know, he's coming, he's got the receipts, and guess what? He cashed in. We all laughed. I laughed at him. I was on this show with you, Mike. We laughed. I, at least I did. When he said that, you know, I'm coming, I got the receipts, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, whatever. Four and two, this is a good football team. They, they run the ball. They play good defense. Sauce Gardner is a shutdown corner. They're, they're an interesting team. You know, Sauce Gardner and Stingley will forever be compared uh, because they were both right there in that draft this year. Uh, you know, uh, controversy. Mm-hmm. I talked about that on draft night. But we'll see. I, mm-hmm. I do want to – I do want to hit a couple of things. I think it's very interesting that um, I think it's very interesting that Aaron Rodgers goes O for the city of New York this year. Uh, that Green <laughs> Bay team, that Green Bay team is just continuing to underwhelm. Uh, but I'm going to digress and come back to that in a second. I want to talk briefly about the New Orleans Saints and their performance mm-hmm. this past weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals. A couple things I thought what the Saints did early was what they had to do. They got a turnover. They were able to turn it into seven points. 
The other thing is, is this Cincinnati defense is only giving up uh, 99 yards on the ground, 91 yards on the ground or something this season. The Saints ran for over 200 yards. They were able to control the ball, kind of keep it out of Burrow's hands. Um, The only thing that really, really bugged the Saints and what really cost them at the end of this game was they ended up settling too many times for field goals. The kicker kicked four field goals. And this Cincinnati offense uh, did what it had to do and got in the end zone late in the game. We're able to convert a couple touchdowns and make the difference. Jamar Chase down the sidelines for a 60-yard touchdown pass. You had to know that Burrow was going to at least hit one to him. Uh, listen, you convert one of those touchdowns to – I mean, one of those field goals to touchdowns, and you have a chance. Now, once again, the Saints team still playing without their shutdown corner, still playing without their top three wide receiver options. But the offense still did not look anemic. They looked like they didn't quite execute in a few places, but the offense still looked very uh, very competitive. So uh, this team's 2-4. and four. They play Monday night um, against the Cardinals, and then they come back and play uh, the Raiders a week later. So, you know, it's getting time to where you got to win a couple games, at least get back to 500 if you want to uh, – compete for the playoffs in the second half. But um, this team did not get blown out. They performed pretty well. They just weren't able to close the show, uh, close the deal uh, down the line. Um, So really quick, um, just to double tap really quickly on what you guys said about the New York teams. We said it in the draft. We could see that both of these teams really did some things to help themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. We thought that maybe you're a little bit further away, but they've been able to turn these into some pretty decent, like, instant returns for both of these clubs. I would say uh, Jets and Giants are two clubs that have outperformed uh, expectations this year. So that's one of my, uh, I mean, obviously two of my surprise teams when I start thinking about uh, surprises. Um, And then if you go on the other side and you speak about disappointments, um, you know, you got to look at Green Bay, right? I mean, obviously they lose their best, uh, their best wide receiver, but this team has, uh, has been very, very underwhelming. And then I love how they kept trying to show uh, the thumb and, you know, maybe it's a thumb injury that's causing this for Mr. Sh- uh, from Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Rodgers' neighborhood. Maybe it's a thumb that's causing him to uh, to not be as effective here. Or, uh, that's kind of what's going on. But, <clears throat> I, I mean, if you really uh, – if you really look at it, nobody said anything about his thumb when he dropped when he dropped that pass in the bucket from 35 yards out. That was such a good uh, that was such a good throw uh, mm-hmm. in the first half. Um, so nobody talked about his thumb right then, right? So uh, you only want to talk about injuries if somebody's losing, and then oh wow, they overcame it. So I'm very uh, I'm very unimpressed uh, with what I've seen from uh, the Green Bay Packers so far this year. So I'm going to uh, hit each of you once really quickly, a surprising team or uh, an underwhelming team that we have not mentioned uh, this year so far that you want to bring up or speak on real quick. Let's go to you first, Villain. I mean, um, you know, obviously a surprising team were the New York teams, right? Um, but honestly, I'm going to go underwhelming. I mean, you talked about the Packers, and that's mm-hmm. one of them. It's time to start talking about these Tampa Bay Bucks and how underwhelming they've been so far this year. I know the Bucks have been a team. You know, there's been some teams that are underwhelming, but the the Buccaneers, 
And it's, you know, there's a lot of things that people are going into. I've been reading or listening to the last couple of days about Tom Brady and, and, and you know, him barking at his lineman. Listen, I was a lineman. If he would got in my face like that, oh, they would have had to pull me off of him. I don't care. Your seven rings don't mean nothing right now when you're playing like garbage. Like, you're the one that ran off to a wedding to go see your former boss get married while you're in the midst of a, you know, dispute at home. I'm not even going to, you know, dwell on it. But you got a lot of things going on. You decided to leave your team for two days to go to a wedding that could have been done in the off season, but had to be done during the regular season. But then you're going to come back on Sunday and bark at me and say that I'm better than this. No, you better than this because where's your commitment level? That's one. But then you got receivers dropping balls. You got linemen that ain't blocking. You got a defense that was supposed to be one of the best in the league getting run down by the Steelers. You can't get off the field in the fourth quarter against the Steelers. Shout out to Sirius. Like, what? The the Buccaneers are underwhelming. They're performing pathetically right now. They are in this position because of a lot of reasons. But this team is nowhere near ready to compete for a Super Bowl like everybody thought that this team was reloaded, stocked, locked, and ready to go. That team is a disappointment right now. So unlike what uh, unlike what Herm Edwards said, uh, they're not who we thought they were uh, as of right now. Is, is, that, is that right? <laughs> All right, so, uh, it was Dennis Green, but, but I, I got Yeah, Dennis sentiment. Green, not Herm Edwards. Yeah, you know what's funny? Every other time I've uh, used that quote, I always attribute it to the right guy. And this time I, I just I, – they are who we thought they were. Um, so I will tell you Shout this. Shout out though. to the late, great Denny Green, man. Yeah, the late, great Denny Green, man. Uh, he was the only uh, – I'll tell you this uh, brief story, quick, down, quick trip down memory lane. Uh, that Monday night game happened. I was down in New Orleans for my grandma's funeral. She had just passed. She was 85. Mm. And I went down there for my grandma's funeral. And that is the one, like, thing that at least got me to crack up and laugh. Watching uh, <laughs> <you know, laughs> that press conference after, like, yeah, you kind of need something to sort of brighten your spirits a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's a tough time. So, uh, I'll never forget that. And then I kept finding the YouTube and playing the clip. And I remember, like, a few days later, because once all oh, the family's gone, it's sort of, uh, that's a hard time after a loss. And I remember about five or six days later, I sent it to my cousin, who's like my sibling, and my grandma and my aunt kind of raised us. And I sent it to, I sent that clip to her again, and she even messaged me back, and she's like, that's funny. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. Um, and I will say this, the underperformance of the, uh, of the Bucks so far, has kind of uh, allowed the Falcons to hang around. And even though they're two and four, mm-hmm. still sort of gives a little bit of life to the New Orleans Saints in that NFC South. A lot right? of life. Like, a lot yeah, of yeah. life. Uh, so uh, let's go there and then to you, Controversy. Um, any uh, – uh, you can go either way you want to uh, – you can go either way you want to, and then we'll hit Chandler next uh, and Anthony. Okay, we're uh, we're definitely getting uh, starting to fill up the kitchen, so we'll we'll try to go through these as, as quick as we can, so everybody can get takes here. Since we got a lot of chefs in the kitchen, and we want to make sure that uh, everybody gets a bite, right? So uh, controversy one pick. You can either go positive or negative as far as impressive or uh, disappointment so far uh, after this week's performance. So, I mean, 
the only team I can say anything good about thus far that we haven't mentioned before, which is the two New York teams, the Philly team, which um, I don't think anybody would have picked the Eagles to be 6-0 and going into week seven. Um, but I've, I've got to go to the other side. The, um, and the, is the Falcons. The Falcons are the team that I was not expecting to win any games this, this season. Like maybe the game against the Seahawks, which – Oddly enough, is another team that's playing better than their um, than their lotting. But I, I will gotta go to the other side of this and talk about the Denver Broncos. Oh wow! They yeah. spent <laughs> an ungodly amount on Russell Wilson to get him into this building, and there's only been one game this entire year, which is six football games where they have scored 23 points or better. And it was only 23 points. The league average for a game is 23 points. So they have scored less than the average amount of points in every single other game this season other than the game against the Raiders. And they have lost every game where the defense did not hold the opponent to 10 points or less. That's a problem. That needs to be fixed immediately. Russell Wilson does not look like even a shadow of his former self. He looks more like Jared Goff. It looks like the aliens from Space Jam came down and stole his talent. Um, Because the players, the Jerry Judys, the Cortland Suttons, are good players. They have a little bit of a problem with, um, with Javante Williams. Uh, going down for the season, but that's not an excuse. Plenty of teams make it without a running back. The the Rams well, make it without the running back, even though they're also three and three. But that's a completely different story. Um. So, what is the deal with this Denver Broncos team, which many people thought were serious playoff contenders now, and I, can't, I would be surprised if there were many people out there who didn't think they were going to at least make the playoffs. Even in the stacked, what was supposed to be a stacked AFC West. Which, I mean, two of the nine teams in the league that are that have a winning record right now are in that division. Um, but the defense and the so very disappointed with the uh, Denver Broncos have put on the table this season. Yeah, and it, it, it's funny because we do a little bit of this every week as far as mm-hmm. disappointment, surprises. And Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan both are guys that have been mentioned consistently. Matt Ryan with a big win over Jacksonville this past weekend. Um, Jacksonville is a, a ton of road woes uh, that goes back several years now. Uh, but but listen, uh they had to they had to come back to pull that game out. So Indianapolis actually looks like uh, that offense has taken some of their iron pills, and they're not quite as anemic. Uh, so I was a little a uh, little bit impressed with what we got from uh, Indianapolis this past weekend. But as we proceed, the uh, call the NFL free for all show. Uh, once again, our call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Feel free to reach out, call in. We're here for another thirty five minutes or show or so. Uh, tonight going through our week six review and then uh, 
kind of uh, preview it a little mm-hmm. bit of what's about to happen uh, in week seven around the National Football League. Uh, so you guys hit on a couple of uh, teams right there. Definitely the disappointment with the uh, with the Denver Broncos. I I don't know what's going on, coaching, whatever else, but uh, definitely definitely. You know what, Mike? You know there. what, though, Mike? You know what it is with Denver and and losing the running back in William. It's it, it's a big hurt. It's a big loss, right? That but that defense is lights out. That defense is playing so well to hold the Chargers yeah. at home. To what sixteen points? That's a that's a right. feat in itself. Even even if they don't have Keelan Allen, everybody wants to pile on Russell Wilson, and and yeah, he deserves some of that blame because he's skipping throws. His second half, he threw for fifteen yards, fifteen wow. yards in the second that's half James in overtime. That's Andrew yeah, James. That's type anemic. Right. But this yeah, is the problem. Nathaniel Hackett is over his head. He's in over his head. This is a guy that was hired because the Broncos thought they were going to get the fast track to get Aaron Rodgers. And when it didn't get, when they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, they went for the next best thing, which was Russell Wilson. Yes. But Russell Wilson doesn't fit this offense. He doesn't fit this scheme. This isn't, this isn't a running uh, offense. This is a pass first happy offense that he doesn't really fit into. So, it just doesn't work. These two don't work together well, Hackett. And Hackett can't adjust. He can't adjust. And it, 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 it's, it's really the coaching that comes down to. Because you got the players here, you can't figure out how to score points. That's on coaching. That's not on the players. So I want to go – I want to revisit another game that we just talked about and talk about the other side of this game. Uh, listen, I take nothing away from the New York Giants. Uh, pulling out this win and going to five and one, mm-hmm. uh, very Better impressive, perfor- very impressive performance by the New York Football Giants. Uh, that being said, Lamar Jackson and this Baltimore Ravens team, uh, when they go back and watch film yesterday, day, whenever they're breaking it down, maybe they gave the team the day off and they were doing their film sessions today. I don't know. Uh, how they did it. They better you know, since they, they since they started revisit, since they started revisiting the uh revising all the practices and stuff, who knows if they did it on yesterday or today. Mm-hmm. But you gotta think that this team is gonna go back and look at what happened on film and say, Well, Thibodeau with the strip sack, we had the turnover right there. Um Baltimore had some opportunities where this game was in front of them to be able to win, and they weren't able to uh, take advantage of it. They were able to get the ball back a couple of different times. They had chances for Lamar Jackson, say, to put together a drive and go down and take the lead or possibly win this game, and they weren't able to do so. And part of that, like I said, is a nod to the New York Giants. Um, But part of that is, in some ways, though, uh, and I know, Barry, you're huge – huge Giants fan, but in some ways, is there any kind of indictment at all on the performance of Lamar Jackson and or this Baltimore Ravens offense uh, this past Sunday? I can't blame the offense as much. I think, yes, there's some blame. They're culpable because they're not, they kind of get away from what they're doing, but let's, let's be clear. They've lost three games 
in the second half when leading by double digits this year. They led right. the Giants by 10 points with six minutes to go. And they, 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 they decided to throw the ball. Instead of, they were killing, they were gashing the Giants with, with Drake on long runs, and they went away from that. And they tried to get cute. That's the M.O. Look at how they lost a big lead to the Dolphins at home. That wasn't on – that's not mostly on Lamar Jackson. That's on this defense. That's garbage. I mean, yeah, Lamar needs to – if you want the, the coin, you want that bag, you got to play better. But at the end of the day, man, like, that defense is blowing leads too. And – you know, John Harbaugh's got to be held accountable for that as well, right? Like, there's a lot of blame to go around in Baltimore. Yeah, the Giants stole a win from the Ravens, but the, the Giants really had no business winning that game. But the Giants executed in the fourth quarter, and the Ravens didn't. They didn't on all facets. They didn't get off the field on defense, and they got away from what was working on offense. Listen, that being said, you take wins any way you can get them in this league. Absolutely. Uh, whether by one or 21, and if you, even if you still won, you still won and get out, even if you don't even go back to the locker room. You just get out of time. <laughs> you know, you, listen, you get your wins and get out. Uh, because, listen, the par- one of the things that makes the NFL so exciting is the parity in this league. Uh, we talk about any given mm-hmm. Sunday, man. You look, Pittsburgh just got beat. 38 to 3 by the Buffalo Bills a week ago, right? Uh, they hammered on the rookie quarterback. He still had 300 something yards passing, but they mm-hmm. kept him out of the end zone. And they pretty much, it was a, it was a very ineffective 300 plus yards. Can we agree to that, right? So uh, they were able to minimize uh, that impact. And then this Pittsburgh team comes back the following week. Uh, with a rookie quarterback, and then after they lose their rookie quarterback, they come back with the guy that was so ineffective that he got benched for the rookie because he only had one win. And in his one win, it wasn't necessarily because he played great. It was because the other team really gave them that game on a platter. Uh, Both teams Mm. almost tried to, like, no, here, you take it, Uh, give that game away uh, until the very end, and Pittsburgh was able to to, uh, pull it out. Uh, But in, in that case, it was going to be either one of those teams kind of snatched victory from the jaws of defeat, if you will. So it's not like it was a, an extremely impressive performance uh, by them. Uh, so they bring in Mitchell Trubisky, who looks like, I mean, listen, he looked like John Elway on that last drive, bro. He was scrambling. He had <laughs> third down and double digits three different times and completed passes uh, on this Tampa Bay vaunted defense. Uh, so, I think that's one of the brilliant things about the National Football League is the parity. That's one of the things that people love. You don't have quite as many uh, you don't have quite as many dynasties, uh, but at the same time, listen, uh, it's a lot harder in 2022 than it is to play uh, than it was, say, in 2012 to play survival football, right? Like pick one winner and you move on. <laughs> like, listen, yeah. I, I guarantee, thanks, you, thanks I guarantee you right now. I guarantee you right now, the Bucks ruined a lot of people's uh, survival football dreams. They ruined mine. Uh, they ruined this past mine. weekend. They, 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 ruined, they ruined mine, too, and it's quite disappointing. <laughs> so, uh, 
I, you know, here's one other uh, direction I want to go, and then I, I saw that uh, con- controversy had a had another topic that we were going to bring up tonight too, uh, that I want to uh, throw back to him in just a second, and let him sort of introduce that and toss that around the kitchen. But one thing that I want to mention is now that we've gotten into the season a little bit, um, it, it's kind of been a little late getting started. But look out for a quietly the New England Patriots, man. Like, mm-hmm. listen, this this team played the most explosive offense in the NFL, uh, numbers-wise, over the first five, four weeks. Played them in week five and shut them down, right? Uh, no, no shade on TP's team or whatever. Uh, but they shut them down and won with their third-string quarterback in Bailey Zach. What happened? This past week, they come back. They play Cleveland, who has a very vaunted rushing attack uh, with Chubb and Kareem and, and, and Cooper. And I understand they don't have Watson. But I still think when you look at how lopsided that score was, I don't know that Watson makes that huge of a difference. Uh, maybe he does. And we'll see come later in the year if they can uh, advance to the playoffs. But they beat this Cleveland team convincingly. Once again, with a third-string quarterback, Bailey Zapp, Kid from uh, Western Kentucky. He was a hilltopper in college. He broke. Now, listen, it's it's not quite as impressive being at the um, in uh, Conference USA or whatever conference they're in now. It used to be in the Sun Belt, but I think it's Conference USA now. It's not quite as impressive as doing it in the SEC. But he broke all these records that were just set uh, two years prior by Joe Burrow as far as touchdown passes and that um, in a season. So. Uh, he put up good passing numbers in in uh, college. He's able to do enough. Once again, a fourth-round pick, a third-string quarterback, and this team goes in and, and plays one of the best running teams in the league. And, what, they beat him by 20 points? So uh, they're starting to find some traction. Lamontre Stevenson uh, with a good game uh, at the running back position. And I still think this offense is kind of smoke and mirrors, and I don't know if they've gotten all their play-calling issues figured out or anything yet. But I'm just saying, man, everybody wanted to everyone, everybody wanted to bury Bill Belichick a couple weeks into the season. Oh, they're done. You can't ever do this without Tom Brady and all this. And I'm just saying, man, in the words of old Lee Corso uh, that he used to say many, many times on a college game day, not so fast, my friend. All right, listen, it, uh <laughs> You know, watch out for this team. I don't know that I don't necessarily think that they're a serious contender, uh, but just like you mentioned the Jets earlier, this is a team that could very easily uh, contend for a playoff berth, especially if the Dolphins can't get their quarterback back and healthy with all the weapons that they have and be able to take advantage of those weapons. Um, yeah, this this is a team that could uh, eke into that to that playoff picture as well. Uh, either one of you guys want to. Anybody got anything to say about the Patriots before we move on to uh, the next topic? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, a quick tap on the on the Patriots just a little bit because um, when you look at what they did, um, they held back. I mean, you could people can clown on the Detroit Lions all they want, but up until Week Five, they they were a forty point a week. Um, offense. Their defense was, you know, letting up touchdowns every single drive, but the offense was 
also responding right up until they lost um, DeAndre Swift. <clears throat> and and Amon Ross St. Brown, I believe, were both lost in that game. Um, but to hold that to a goose egg is very impressive uh, defensively in, in my mind. And it's not like it's not like it's the Broncos where the defense is doing well and the offense is kind of like riding those coattails. They're still scoring with uh with Zap behind the center. But I think um something you kind of gotta I think we're starting to see the um the emergence of Ramondre Stevenson as the back in uh New England. I think that they kind of gave Damian Harris a little too many or a few too many touches and didn't give Ramondre the ball nearly as much and with the injury we're going to start to see that portion of the game shine. So I think we can see a lot more of this from the, um, from the New England Patriots. And I mean, looking at their schedule going into the bye week and, and beyond, they played the Jets twice, the bears and the Colts um, before and directly after the bye. So this, that's not, an overwhelming schedule to um, to go through the next four or five weeks in, they could easily win every single one of those games. All right, so we've got a couple of other things to draw out there. What I will tell you is this. If you play fantasy football, no matter what it looks like, do not put your eggs in the basket of a New England Patriots running back. Because as soon as you pick up Patriots running back and put him at your running back position, especially if you have him in your starting lineup, you have to remember that by the time the week's over, you will remember that Bill Belichick hates you. Okay, so uh, be very careful <laughs> with what you do with New England running backs in the fantasy world because you will get burned every time. Uh, listen, maybe this is a guy that you know does something different or takes over. Uh, but listen, the, the the best predictor of future behavior or past behaviors, and and Bill Belichick and fantasy football running backs. Uh, yeah, just listen. If you you're playing with fire, if you get burned, uh, Mike warns you here on Sports City Chefs, and while we were in the kitchen. So, controversy had a topic that he um, listed on our show. So, controversy, you had some comments and probably going to push back a little bit here in a second, but you had, you had some comments on the chiefs and Travis Kelsey, right? I, I want to hear your, yeah, where you so, wanted to go um, with that or what you were thinking there. So Travis Kelsey, um, just got, um, just got a restructure in his contract. So there's two reasons why a team would do this. Either they are opening up cap space this year for, um, to make a, Flash this year, or they're looking to move that cap space or move that player for a um, for a potential haul. Now, at first blush, especially a team that's a contender like the Kansas City Chiefs are, the first spot the first thought is always, "Hey, they're opening up cap space for a um, for a new acquisition." be it a defender, be it um, a wide receiver that they so desperately need. These are all very logical ideas, but my name wouldn't be controversy if I didn't 
throw that button there. Um, Travis Kelsey is 31 years old. When you look at the careers of tight ends, even the great ones, like Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates, very few of them were top 10 tight ends after their 31st birthday. Kelsey is currently breaking that trend, but how how many years does he have left in the tank? If there was a team like the Rams who are always dropping cash and have a desperate need at the tight end position, I because this is still a very young team with a very strong and very young quarterback and one of the best coaches in the league. You could be setting yourself up for long term with a couple first round picks for the best tight end in the league. Just saying. It's worth thinking about. So I'm going to put respond first, and then I want, to hear, I want to hear your comments, Barry. I don't think there's any way right now that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to move Travis Kelsey. I can understand the reasons why you say that. Uh, they, but, listen, they just moved to Hill. He is continuing to build uh, chemistry with these new receivers. You saw Marquez Valdez Scanley get uh, a few completions and a touchdown this past week. We finally saw Juju have a very good game. He's still developing chemistry with these receivers, but he still kind of needs that security blanket as he tries to figure those things out. And I would say that having Travis Kelsey on the field has really been uh, beneficial to help Mahomes uh, maintain such a high level of play. And quite honestly, in some people's eyes, probably exceed what was expected of him uh, this season. People thought he would be good, but if you look around the predictions that you're seeing, uh, a lot of people are picking Kansas City to finish third or fourth in this division this year. Uh, I said going in that I thought that this team would – I still picked them to win the division. To me, I said you got to knock them off. Uh, you got to show me that you can knock them off before I buy into this whole idea of uh, they're not the best in that division. But whether it be a trade at this deadline or, listen, Kansas City – we all know they still need to improve and make some, uh, you know, make some changes or tweak the things on the defensive side of the ball to continue to improve there to help Mahomes in that offense uh, have their the best opportunity they can have to uh, party with the Lombardi again um, in the future. So I just don't. I think you made the decision. I believe between Kelsey and Hill in the off season and decided to go with Kelsey. Um, I, I don't think that you're going to see him traded soon, but I definitely, uh, I definitely understand where you're, where you're coming from on that. Uh, what are your thoughts, Dylan? Uh, this is a move to get old Del Beckham. <laughs> I mean, quite simply, right. Creating cap space to try to sign old Del Beckham. Cause that's the need. Like, listen, they don't, they have Kelsey, they have solid receivers, but you can tell them that one play um, in the Buffalo Bills game where Juju caught a slant across the middle and raced down the sidelines. If that was Tyreek Hill, he's waving goodbye in the peace sign, right? But with uh, with the homie Juju Smith, Juju Smith-Schuster eh, got chased down about the 20-yard line. So, um, yeah, they need the, a guy like Odell Beckham. Now, is Odell Beckham ready to come back and be that type of player? Who knows? I think he's years uh, past that type of player. But um, the Chiefs need to exhaust all 
all possibilities of getting that game-breaking receiver, especially at home getting beat by a superior Bills team. Um, it was a wake-up call for them. Well, and so I, I'm going to push back just a little bit and say uh, this was a game that still could have very easily gone both ways. Uh, either way, Absolutely. I didn't see it. I, I did not see enough to to tell me that um, no matter where this game is played, that the Chiefs don't have a legitimate shot at them um, in the in the postseason. Uh, even as these teams are constructed now, I think the Chiefs can still really make a run at this team. Uh, I would say that. I mean, I would argue that a an effective another effective defensive piece, whether it be a really good corner or a pass rusher. Uh, could positively affect this Chiefs team as much as another receiver would. Um, so just my opinion, we can definitely uh, agree to disagree there. Uh, but so there's, there is one thing I, I want, to, want to throw out there um, just because of the state that this uh, this particular football team is currently in. I mean, they have a better record than a couple of other teams in the league, but the um, – the despair is palatable for a team like the uh, Carolina Panthers, who now know that Baker's definitely not the answer. There, there's no answer at quarterback right now. They fired their head coach. They may be looking to start over again, and that could mean jettisoning either um, DJ Moore, who has just been a waste on this team with nobody that can throw him the football or um, there are rumors that Christian McCaffrey could be um, on his way out of Carolina just to complete the tank. Right. Clyde edwards Hilaire had one or two good games, but is also on a rookie contract and can easily be moved. Well, mm-hmm. You know, I've even heard talks of, I've heard multiple talks of CMC uh, also ending up in Buffalo as well. So uh, that's another interesting, that's another yep. interesting yep. thing to keep an eye on. That's, a, as that's well, more so. of a reason for uh, for Kansas City to try to pull that trigger. Uh, maybe not yeah, for Kelsey, I mean, but maybe for for draft capital to make sure that the Bills don't get CMC and they do. If I were, Kansas I would go City, after would, DJ Moore. If I, I were the DJ Chiefs, Moore, I'm sorry, Mike. I, I would. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree with you 100%, Villain, because of his health, because of uh, the fact that he's been there, uh, not as much tread on the tires. Uh, I would go after DJ Moore as well. Real quickly, we got 15 minutes left in the show. Nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine is your call-in number if you'd like to call and join us for the last few minutes. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. Train wreck. Uh, that is a team that I was going to mention. Uh, listen, we <laughs> saw the altercation with uh, Robbie and with Robbie Anderson on the sidelines with coaches. You know, he's mad about being pulled off the field on third down. They have uh, listen. Uh, they, they're getting so bare at the at the uh, quarterback position that they're going to be going getting guys from like Catawba College and UNC Pinbrook to come uh, try out for them. Uh, those are two small colleges in North Carolina, uh, just because they need to have a body back there. We'll see uh, XFL, PJ Walker, and I think he even got replaced by somebody else in this past uh, game. So, uh, listen, that was an altercation. Now Robbie Anderson gets traded to the Cardinals, um, and part of this is because of the injury to Marquise Hollywood Brown, who may be out for the rest of the year. So he had to do something to bring in another receiver. 
to give DeAndre Hopkins some help, who's supposed to be back uh, tomorrow night, right? Or Thursday night. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yeah. For the for the Panthers, he return. I mean, for the Cardinals, he returns from his uh, from his suspension. So we're already starting to see that sort of fire sale, and. I don't know. I, the one cautionary thing that I would say to uh, Panthers fans and Panther people is, okay, you want to tank, you don't want to, you know, you want to be able to get in good draft position, but be careful how many assets you deal off, uh, because at the end of the day, uh, there are going to be multiple coaching jobs open in the league at the end of this season, and the the one thing that you don't want to be, unless you really have a young, bright coach that, that you really believe in, the one thing you don't want to be is the team that has the fewest assets of anybody um, because then you're not going to come anywhere close to being able to have your pick of available head coaches. So uh, there's a balance there. Uh, the the other thing that I saw today was the uh, possibility of uh, a quarterback from the commanders, William Jackson Jr., being traded to – uh, possibly the Raiders. There's some talk about the Raiders trying to acquire him uh, from the Commanders. Um, speaking of the Commanders, we also have rumors that Carson Wentz could end up going on injured reserve, being out four yeah. four to six weeks. Uh, so he's, yeah, he's already got dropped out. Yeah, yeah, he so, he had the surgery today. Yep. Yeah, so Carson Wentz, a guy that we talked about going into the season uh, that had a lot mm-hmm. to prove. It, you know, has now uh, shown us that he has failed his uh, his third test as a starting quarterback in the league. So, in our last ten minutes, uh, I guess what we're going to do first is I'm going to start with you this time. Uh, controversy, whether it be news or wait, 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 Michael, like you can't throw that dish out there and not let me get a slice of it. Now you can't listen. Uh-huh. The Cardinals okay. are a disgrace as much as any other team. The, 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 if you're telling me that you're waiting for DeAndre Hopkins to get back to be the, the end-all, be-all fix to your problems, that is, a, that is an indictment on Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury, if they lose the next three games or aren't even anywhere competitive in the next three games, he needs to be fired. He is a joke. He should have never gotten the job. He, he's got a, a number one pick in Kyler Murray. And you're telling me that you, with all the offensive talent that they already have, with Kyler Murray, James Conner, you know, the receivers, more, everybody, Eric, you can't score more than three points. I, I mean, nine right. points. Nine points against the Seahawks? That's a joke. That's that guy needs to be fired. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that he didn't get run off last year. I, you know, the fact that they started off so hot. You know, they sort of backed into the playoffs, right? But the fact that they started off so hot is probably uh, what caused him to keep his job. If this team doesn't make the playoffs this year, uh, he's definitely he's definitely not no, going to – Yeah, he's definitely not going to be there next year because you can't get rid of all the coaches. You can't get rid of the first-round quarterback that you just dropped a bunch of money on. Um, so you got to make some change somewhere. Uh, Kingsbury is one of those guys. Uh, that I think will be looking for uh, a new job. And I, watch, he'll end up being a coordinator at the college level again. At some point, that's where he's going to have to go because he's never won. He didn't even win, and that's the crazy thing. He didn't even win as a head coach at, at the college level. It's one thing 
if you try to bring in a guy who's won some, listen, compared to, uh, you know, Chandler said last week that he didn't think Matt Rule was a good coach at all. Uh, Matt Rule has kind of rebuilt some programs and done okay there. You know, there was talk about barely a 500 record. Well, if you look at the state of those programs that he, when he took them on, like, it's kind of impressive to go 500 uh, with those programs as bad as they were uh, when he took over, right? So, uh, but as for, you know, we want to talk about college coaches and effective or not. And Cliff Kingsbury wasn't even nearly the coach that Matt Rule was on a college level. Uh, but he gets a mm. shot because he had spent some time with Bill Belichick and, and other places. And he also spent a little bit of time in New Orleans as well uh, on as a third-string quarterback and, and spent some time under Sean Payton. So they thought maybe he had some uh, some knowledge to bring to that, to that Cardinals uh, team. But that team has – not been, you know, they, they beat the Raiders in a surprising win earlier in the season, but that team has underperformed. And listen, I hope the Saints can uh, go ahead and uh, go out tomorrow night, take care of business, and dig that hole a little bit deeper uh, for Mr. Kingsbury. Uh, and and go ahead and you know let's strike up the band and let's go ahead and start uh, let's go ahead and start playing the swan song uh, for Mr. Kingsbury tomorrow night. So. Uh, let's see. So real quick, I'm going to ask, uh, you two gentlemen, we're going to do about, uh, let's see. I'll give you guys a couple of minutes to piece real quick, just on any topic you want. Um, player, team, fantasy, pick up anything else. I'm going to start with you. Uh, controversy, give me something, anything you want to uh, talk about football related. You got about, I don't know, 90 seconds or so. All right. I mean, I don't really have um, much before we get talking about the Thursday night game, which I'm sure is going to be next. So I'll hold off on that for a moment. Uh, but just a, a brief uh, discussion about um, the unsung hero of your fancy football team, the fancy defense. Look for the New England Patriots. Their next their next four weeks is really really nice. So, wrap them, pick them up, and watch those fancy points roll in. If you want me all to right. expand on uh, I can, but, but that's nah, all nah, I've got uh, right now. That's cool. We're kind of short on time. Let's see. Uh, Barry, you hit, you hit the Cardinals. Do you have something else you want to hit real quick before we do uh, Thursday night predictions and closeouts? We've got to wrap up at 9 today. Eight. I think James gave us an hour. <laughs> yeah, uh, Carolina fire sale that'll be going on. Uh, Robbie Anderson, that was a disgraceful act on the on the sideline. He should be ashamed of himself. I know he was, the trade rumors were hot before that. They heated up very quickly after that. He was traded to uh, to the Cardinals. But uh, listen, I'm not going to stop. The, the Packers are a disgrace all around. Their coach is a joke. After Aaron Rodgers comes out in post game and says we need to simplify things. And then Matt Lafleur says, "I don't know what that means." That means those two aren't on the same page. It's it's a it's an issue there. And not only that, Aaron Rodgers should have played in the preseason with these young receivers, had a rapport with them instead of being on Jeopardy. And now that defense looks like trash. The defense is probably the biggest. Aaron Rodgers gets the headlines. That defense is trash right now, and I'm suffering for it because they're on my fantasy team. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Double click on that. Um, just for a brief second, this was a team that was walk that we were walking into the season thinking was going to be a vaunted defense that was going to 
take the league by storm and was going to save the Packers because everybody knew the offense was going to be trash because Aaron Rodgers had literally nobody to throw to. And the two running backs aren't good enough to carry the load. Everybody knew that walked into the season, but the defense was going to be the thing to keep the Packers on top of the NFC North, or at least that's what I kept on hearing from all the talking heads from at the beginning of the season. Not on this network. I think just about everybody picked the um, the Vikings Vikings. to win win this division in our prediction show when we did it before the season. Go check that out on SportsCityShifts.com. But, yeah, no. the everybody should have seen this coming, but they didn't. Okay, so real quick, uh, Barry, I got something for you here in a second. Uh, villain always gives me a hard time about this. So, uh, so what we're going to do real quick is we're going to do uh, plugs and closeouts. And with your plug and closeout, because we only got about four minutes, I want to make sure that we get everything uh, plugged that we need. So, controversy, if you got any kind of uh, plugs or closeouts, and with that plug and closeout that you got. Uh, I would like you to make your pick for tomorrow uh, for Thursday night's uh, game. Um, I'm going to pick the Saints tentatively. I was not really impressed with Andy Dalton's performance um, last week, but it was good enough to keep him um, keep him in the quarterback seat for another week. With that said, I, actually, you know, I'm I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to beat okay. the Saints. It's it's uh it's a, it's a it's a coin flip. I'm going to take the home team. I'll take the Cardinals. Um, plugs. Check out um the College Cookout, which I believe is on Thursday, right there, villain. Wednesdays, Wednesdays, Wednesday. College cook, Cookout is yep. yeah that you'd never call into, so you can get beat up by the villain. But. All right. Uh, So haters gonna hate, 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 hate picking the uh, Cardinals. Uh, Barry, you say that I never leave anything for you to uh, mention in closing. So uh, tonight, you got a couple minutes here. Give me uh, about a minute and a half so I can say bye to everybody. Give me your closeout, pick your game, and anything you want to plug on your way out today. And thanks for being with us. You're the man. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut in here, man. You're the man. Listen, I got the. If you're a less than three point favorite at home, then you're not the favorite. I'll take the Cardinals plus one and a half on Thursday night. Shout out to Mike and and James holding it down for serious. He couldn't be here, you know, probably because he didn't want to take that Michigan and State beating that they got this weekend. <laughs> but listen, um, get to the website. Listen to the shows. We got those online, all all the uh, listening uh, apps that you could think of. Um, listen, get to the website, read the blog. Uh, shout out to PHI Apparel. Use promo code CHEFS. Get 15% off. I love you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Call us cookout at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, thank you, Villain. Thank you, uh, Controversy, for being here as well. And listen, man, uh, no, definitely serious. That's something planned. He would have loved to be here to go over this Steelers thing. Uh, Barry covered everything, man. Got the college cookout tomorrow night. Make sure you join us. And as the big homie Timer says, thanks to him because without him I wouldn't be here. Much respect to all the other chefs. But as he always says, man, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs, sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs, sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs, sports city, sports city, chefs.
kaboom. Sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune. Bloom like a flower in June. Superman versus.